A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey there, I'm Steph. And I'm Simon. And welcome to The Food Fight where we offer a different perspective on food culture issues around Australia and the world. We'll talk with chefs, producers, business owners and experts to hear their stories and find out what makes them tick. This episode I speak with Yen Trong and Dan Bishop from An Chuk Chuk in Wollongong about how they built their business, how they run it, traditional Vietnamese food and how they've found their place in the Wollongong food community. Thanks so much for joining me. Can you give us a bit of a background of Anchuchut as a business, um, where where it all started? So it, it started on the beach in Coldale, to be honest, at Sharky's <laughs> yeah. Beach. Yes, so I'm aware uh, of that, yeah. As a bit of a pop-up, really. Um, it was at a point where Yen and I had uh, got together as a couple and I'd convinced her and her family, her children, to move uh, down the coast with me. I'd lived here in the Illawarra for many years, but at that point in time, I was between jobs. And so um, I'd met Yen and she was doing other things, not cooking, but uh, it became pretty clear to me um, that she was a very good cook. And I thought, why don't we, you know, given that we're, we're both looking for more work than we have, why don't we start a food business. Mm-hmm. So we popped up at Coldale basically because um, I guess we wanted to avoid the whole market scene, which yep. didn't really fit into the Chup Chup style. And so we just thought, bugger it, let's just let's just start Have selling <laughs> <laughs> on the beach. And we had our food, you know, we had our food certificates, our health certificates we had insurance we had everything we needed we just didn't want to go to the markets Mm. so we'd done a few we'd done the coldale market which we enjoyed um we'd tried the uh friday market which was in wollongong and that at that time it had just changed hands from the guys who run the coldale market to the guys who run um, forages market Mm -hmm. um so i guess there was a little bit of politics there as well we just didn't feel like we fitted very well. Mm. Yeah. So we just, just decided to do it ourselves. And we started, you know, on a Sunday afternoon, I think was our first pitch was to do it on Sunday afternoons and uh, not many, no one knew we were there, of course. So, how, how did you um, get people there on the first day? We didn't. Mad to mouth. Yeah, we didn't. We And that's been the philosophy of Untrip Trip right from the beginning is that word of mouth will bring people and that we don't need advertising uh, or slick campaigns or, 
you know, signs or neon lights or anything like that. We just need good food and a good atmosphere. And if we have that, then people will come and talk about <laughs> us. And so that's what happened at Coldale. The first couple of weeks were pretty disastrous from a business sense. <laughs> but um, but it, it spread pretty quickly and it grew pretty fast. Mm. And we moved it to a Friday night as a better time. Um, and it, it grew pretty quickly into a bit of a scene happening. Uh, it was a great summer, actually, uh, before it all came crashing down with the uh, inter- <laughs> intervention of the Wollongong City Council, <laughs> my current employer. <laughs> Can you tell me a little bit about um, the food offering at, at Coldale when you first started? Um, look, not too dissimilar to the restaurant in a sense in that it was um, spontaneous, you know, it would change every week. We would do, you know, three or four set meals, um, you know, pretty much whatever we decided to do. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, right. So it wasn't as simplified. It wasn't, you know, too much more simple because, yeah, I, I guess in a market setting, I'm not sure. Like, well, it's not a market. I guess you're kind of doing whatever you want. So um, you can just keep doing whatever you want. It's great. No, it wasn't simple. Um it actually took us many days of preparation. Yeah, I'm sure. And a, a hell of a, like physically, it was quite hard for us as a small little family. Um, you know, we had charcoal burners. You know, we did roast duck on the charcoal cookers, things we can't do now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we could do in the open air sort of thing. But it was pretty intense um, afternoon for us mm. um, and very busy, you know, probably the biggest days at Coldale. <laughs> Are probably twice the biggest days in Antwerp the cafe. Yeah, mm. uh, wow, that's huge. Yeah. It, it was massive, and it would it would wear <laughs> us out. And of course, we'd have to go back and clean uh, everything. And yeah, it was pretty exhausting. Yeah, um, for sure. But for one day, you know, it was kind of it was pretty good business for one day. Yeah, not bad. That's but good. We, no, it was still quite complicated. It was actually probably more prep for one meal than Yen does now. So, yeah, right. if anything, the food is simpler um, now than what we were doing for that one event because wow. it was only once a week that we were doing it. Yeah, okay. And then so the intervention of the council happened, unfortunately, uh, and and you had to stop parking up on the beach in Coldale and giving the community something there. Uh, how long was it between between then and when you decided, okay, well, we're going to move into into a space and we're gonna we're gonna make this a, a a place that people can go every 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 weekday at least? Uh, it was pretty. Uh, it was quick, really, because we invested already a lot of time and effort in <coughs> you know, getting the mobile business up and running for what it was. Um, and when that shut down, and we realised that. Uh, in the circumstances around Wollongong, there just wasn't enough. There wasn't a real opportunity for us to make a business um, if we were to stick with our own principles. There wasn't an opportunity to make a business from the mobile market scene. Mm. So we, and, but we knew that the food was popular. So I guess that gave us the confidence to seek out a permanent uh, home. Mm-hmm. And um, the first place we chose fell through, 
and the second one came along, which is probably better in in the long run, um, came along and, and we grabbed it and then it took obviously a couple of months with all the, you know, legal staff and the prep staff and getting ready and then we opened. So it was pretty wow. quick after, probably with, probably maybe three or four months, wasn't it, from the time we got closed down to the time we reopened? Yeah. But yeah. there wasn't a great, to be honest, there wasn't a great um, association. Yeah, okay. Um, between what we did at Coldale, which was a very northern suburbs-centric enterprise, and opening in Wollongong. So, mm. um, you know, had to start the word of mouth over again. Yeah, we did, essentially. And it didn't, you know, I don't think, you know, Northern suburbs people aren't necessarily Wollongong people in many ways. So while a few people would have known and, and were, you know, we'd certainly had a lot of early support from friends and um, people who knew us and what we were doing on Coldale Beach, which were friends as well. And first day, we just um, um, uh, get uh, 200 or 200, uh, 300 per day. Yeah. Mm. There were a lot of, in the first 12 months, there were a lot of days where it was hard to justify having a business. Yes. Well. Rents in Hong Kong and, and all that sort of stuff, mm. um, you know, is a, a high. And even though we're in a back of, out of the way place, we're still paying CBD rents. Mm. So, Okay. Um, yeah, I I, I'll, I'll pause now and we'll just, we'll just sort of backtrack a little bit before we talk about the evolution of Anchutchut in its current space. Um, can you tell me a little bit, Yen, a bit about your background in food? How did you become a chef? How did you learn about food? Um, actually, I'm not really a good cook, uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm gourmet because yeah. I have two restaurants in Vietnam. Okay. Uh, central of Vietnam, yeah. But uh, I um, like, I designed the menu for the chef. Uh, I used to like that. I'm owner, so I just uh, designed everything and the chef had to follow me. I designed, oh, this, this food should uh, go with this herb or something. And the chef had to cook for me and I taste. If that's good, I will put in the menu. But if not good, uh, he had to do again. Okay. Uh, until perfect. Yeah. So I just uh, know how to eat, how to taste. Not really good cook. Where and, did um, you Where did you learn how to how to taste? Like you say, and what good food was? Oh, because uh, that's my um, my uh, hobby. Um, I love eating. Yeah. Uh, I always get sick because I eat too much. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so I no trouble with my health. Just accept um, it too much, and then um, because uh, in Vietnam we uh, like uh, we we have um, maybe uh, like a rich family. So I don't I don't care about the cooking or do something. I just do business, and I have a lot of employees to help me to cook or do something else. Mm. So. Um, so, but when I come here, and then um, I, I really be surprised when I try to cook, and um, I be surprised when I um, when the first time when I cook and invite Dan, 
and the second time invite him uh, and his friends uh, to eat my food and they oh yummy something like that uh, and that oh and then they like they give me really confident about my uh, my cooking and then so after that I uh, I have because I'm in Australia, really different with Vietnam. I don't mm. have anyone to help me cooking. I have to do cook by myself to look after my children. And then I have to uh, research how to cooking. And then uh, with my um, experience in <laughs> eating too much, and I know which one should go, which one. Now I just rich research about the technique. Yeah. So, yeah. I can okay. add to that as well. Yeah. So. Just to kind of break that open a little bit, Yan's history in Vietnam, the family's not in restaurants. Mm. But at a certain point in time, Yen decided that she wanted to open a restaurant mm. in her village mm-hmm. um, in Nha Trang, the city of Nha Trang. Okay. I've been to Nha Trang. Yeah. So her village is in sort of the, the inland, the western side of town, away from the beach, right? Mm-hmm. And... Decided that I love country life. Yeah, because she's a country girl. Right? Mm. So she um, she basically went against the family's wishes almost um, and invested and built this traditional Vietnamese restaurant in her home village so that she would give employment to yeah, local. The, the local people who were yeah. missing out on the tourist trade and all that sort of stuff. Mm, okay. Um, and basically um, installed these beautiful traditional um, Vietnamese houses, like ancient houses, they'd yeah. call them, 100-year-old, 200-year-old. Yeah. I bought 11 houses, um, yeah. Wow. And reclaimed wasteland and rubbish land into this uh, basically traditional kind of compound, um, you know, with the lotus pond and bridges and all this sort of beautiful stuff. There's some good photos if you go back through some of Antrip Posts. There's some um, good photographs of that um, particular restaurant now, which she still owns, but is in someone else's care at the moment. They're leasing mm-hmm. it and all that stuff. So anyway, she did that and popular, popularized, if if you might say, um, that concept of a traditional Vietnamese restaurant in Vietnam. So um, she's probably too modest to say it, but you know, there's that when you there's, there was a trend in Vietnam. There is a trend now. If you go to Saigon or Hanoi, where you'll go to a traditional Vietnamese restaurant, right, where they serve old-fashioned Vietnamese yeah, food. That wasn't popular yeah. before Yen did it in yeah. Nha Trang. Mm. You know, what was trendy was foreign food and fast food and all this sort of stuff and obviously faux restaurants and all that sort of stuff, but not what Yen decided to do, you know. Mm. So that was an innovation in and of itself and a very, very successful um, mm-hmm. restaurant. Um, but then she decided, uh, you know, I've done that now. I'm going to do something else. Yeah. So um, she okay. built a new restaurant uh, that was vegan So yeah. um, to focus on her, her Buddhist um, philosophies and created a vegan restaurant which did similar things. It was traditional Vietnamese but totally vegan Mm. Um, and that was also successful so she's brought that 
as she said, she didn't cook, but she brought that whole innovative approach and that idea that you create a space, which is what we think Untrip does, is a space that feels like you're coming home. You know, mm-hmm. it's that um, traditional, but not caring too much about what's popular, not trying to be popular, not mm. trying to serve food that that people might expect from a Vietnamese restaurant. Well, that's exactly what Un Chut Chut does. And that's and I think that that's why people people love it so much. I I've been to Vietnam and I've been to plenty of Vietnamese restaurants in Australia, but I literally have not eaten anything like the food you serve at Un Chut Chut. Never. It's and so can you can you give give me an explanation as to how your food is different to what people in Australia especially consider Vietnamese food? What what are some of the ingredients that you use and what's the style of food? Because, you know, when you order a traditional menu at An Chut Chut, it's, it's a diverse collection of different types of flavours and textures and, and things like that. All very, very new, like unfamiliar but delicious. Um, actually, uh, I... I, I think uh, when I cook, uh, I like, I think I want to cook for, for my family. Uh, like uh, if, uh, for example, if today I, uh, I will cook like that, if I no one eat, I will bring for my family it. So mm-hmm. that's my feeling. So it depends on the day hot or, or cold I will cook for my, uh, my feeling. Yeah, actually, I still want to um, to cook cook more more different things, but um, but maybe I will try. But now too too busy. <laughs> so, so what she means by that is that um, the the whole intent is to just to cook things that she would want to eat and that she would want to feed her family, right? Mm. So quite often. She's trying to bring new things into the menu, uh, but um, dare I say Westerners, let's just say customers, customers want to have what they ate yesterday that they liked, you know. Mm. They don't want to try something new. So Mm. if it was totally up to Yen, you wouldn't get the same meal twice in a row. Mm. You know, we joke about a friend of ours came over for dinner and we had soup, you know, (laughs) which is traditional. And he said, wow, you know, this is amazing. You know, I've never had this one before. How many soups can you cook? And Yen went, oh, more than 100. And, it, you know, we kind of laughed. He scoffed at her and went, oh, yeah, sure. You know, how could you possibly have 100? Because there's no menu. There's no um, recipe. It's mm. just what Yen <laughs> cooks, right? So for the next maybe 20 nights, because we have cooked, we have soup most nights, not every night, but most nights, Yen would cook a different soup and I would photograph it and message him going, (laughs) soup number. (laughs) You know, for 20 days in a row, it was a different soup um, because that's the way she cooks and that's the way she would like to prepare food for Antrup Chup, but unfortunately, well. It's not now. Yeah, or people just don't, don't choose that one, you know, so she'll put something new on the menu but people won't choose it. Because they want to go with yeah, it. They now they're choosing yeah. it, so that's changing. On more run out, and so um, that is, that is changing now. People are being more um, adventurous. Trust me. In yeah, yeah. Trust me. 
So um, almost on uh, dinner, we like today. I have to buy the kebab. Yeah, I got a kebab for dinner. Yeah. Oh, nice! Right, everyone, <laughs> there it is in the background behind you. Because everyone's eating all the food. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we run out. <laughs> so some some day I come home and no food. For this guy, <laughs> so I know we know sometimes, and then I have to burn uh, egg with the uh, fish sauce. But lucky me, uh, my my husband, uh, he really easy go in. He can eat rice with egg and fish sauce easy. Yeah, nice. <laughs> That's good. Fantastic. And tell me about. I think that one thing that people when they first go to Anchutchut or um, even first hear about it is that you are only open for lunches on weekdays. Um, and tell, tell us about that sort of that decision to n- not open on weekends. I mean, hospitality is a, a tough industry and a lot of businesses try everything they can to make as much money as they can. Um, what, what's that decision? What, what was the basis of that, that sort of choice? Um, the first, um, the first when we, uh, begin. So, uh, I try to work every day to earn money enough for renting. But then after that, uh, when we settle, so I think uh, I have spent two days for my family. Mm-hmm. So just five days, uh, for, for for Anjukjuk and just only lunch. That's enough. So we've got four children between us. Yeah. And I work weekdays. Mm-hmm. So it was that we did we did work Sundays initially, but um, I'm pretty bossy as well as Yen. We're both bossy. So we decided that maybe it was better that we didn't work together too much. Yeah, yeah. That no. that's the main rule. Never work together with your wife or your <laughs> husband if you want your your fam- family still in happy yeah, that's yeah. yeah serious so we did try the sunday um i've always thought that the sunday would be a great you know like a good business day didn't actually turn out that way it might now if we did it again but um there was a certain point there where the sundays weren't that popular and we were fighting all the time because i'd be you know, the bossy one and she doesn't, she wants to be the boss. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. So. <laughs> I wish that you used to come to our show on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'd definitely come come on Sundays if it was open. I know a lot oh, of people who would. <laughs> I was the waiter on the Sundays. <laughs> I, think, I think I might have been there on a Sunday and been served by you once actually, Dan. Um, so anyway, it, it it was good, but, you know, for us, the business is not about the profit per se, you know. Um, it's about job satisfaction, family life, being able to coexist with it. So that's why we don't open in the evenings. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and just trying to, I mean, the location suits itself for the lunch as well. It's a beautiful and location. It, I think that's yeah, such yeah. a unique place that, that, a standard cafe might not have worked out. It's just it just seems to fit so well with what you're doing at Anchorage. Yeah, and the evenings are tricky because it's dark and not necessarily a welcoming place to be in the nighttime. 
So we have done and we would like to continue to do when this COVID thing is gone. Um, we've, we've done private parties in the evening and that's the way we've, we've opened up, um, you know, so basically a group booking to have private parties and then we stay open at night time or we open on a weekend if people book. Um, but that way we know what it is. We can cook a set meal plan sort of thing. Uh, it just works for everybody that way. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas if we open randomly during the week night, it's a bit hit and miss as to where the customers come. So mm. that's, that's fundamentally it. I'll ask a few more things and we'll sort of um, wrap up. I want to ask a little bit about uh, the food, Yen. Um, can you tell me a bit more about why it's important for you to have a lot of vegan options on the menu? Um, because I actually, I, I want uh, Ang Chuk Chuk to be vegan restaurant, be honest. But um, because uh, if, uh, because I just do lunch. Uh, so if uh, I, I do only vegan, I, I not uh, enough people to come. Uh, so, but because um, my, my uh, re- religion, religion, Buddhist. Mm. So, uh, yeah, so I would love to, um, to eat vegan more than meat. Yeah, mm. more than, uh, yeah. But... Uh, the meat's too popular. Yeah, it's too popular, <laughs> yeah. And I, I have a question about your stock that you use for your fur. How yeah. do you get so much flavour into a vegan for stock because it's got so much beautiful flavor that you, that it's really hard to find in a lot of stocks that don't have meat is there any secrets you can give me um that 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 not secret because i think uh with i have lot lot of vegetable like uh cabbage cabbage celery um roasted onions yeah uh green watermelon Mm-hmm. Yeah, melons, all sorts of different things. Oh, uh, yeah, radish. Okay. Mm. Yeah, it's um, just, it's, um, I think the secret is the secret is that yen doesn't doesn't create food to a price point. So even though it's relatively inexpensive, the ingredients are generous and high quality. Mm. Uh, again, because it's it's not that we're chasing profit, whereas most businesses would would essentially. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's it's packed full of stuff. All the meals are, and there's no sort of compromise on making sure that that meal is as tasty as it can be. Mm. But we also know that you can only sell it for a certain price because people don't want to spend thirty dollars on a soup for lunch. But mm. you know, um, you know, yeah, that's probably basically yeah, no, it. That makes sense. Yeah, for sure, and. Uh, how have you found getting suppliers and accessing some of the ingredients that you may have been used to using in Vietnam? Um, have you been able to find all the ingredients that you need? Is there is there things that you can't can't find? No, you 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 can find everything in Capramana. Okay. Yeah, almost all the stuff <laughs> we we bought in Capramana. So do you go to Cabramada to, yeah, to buy, buy 
Every week, okay. Yeah. And uh, in the morning, uh, we um, we uh, this girl <laughs> help me go to the market every morning. We uh, we we buy some fresh uh, vegetable like in um, Fairy Meadow. Uh, Leisure Coast, yeah. And uh, Dongfu Grocery in Wollongong. Yeah, the little Vietnamese grocery in Wollongong is pretty good. Yeah. Which one's that one? Dongfung, it's opposite um, Balinese Spice Magic. Ah, uh, yep. I've been to that yeah. one, yeah. Nice. So that's a Vietnamese-owned little store. Mm. And they, they're pretty good. But for the volume of particularly green vegetables, we need to go to Cabramatta because it's too expensive to buy it locally. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, other than that, they're good for a stopgap, you know. Yeah, for, for sure. Holes. Yeah. Um, but also the specialty items... For example, the faux herbs themselves, which goes into the meat and the vegetarian one, that we get made up in Natrang. Yeah. From the the blender, you know, the the, the spice blender. Yeah. yeah. Um, in her I, local town, and we bring it back when 50, we. Fifty, yeah, fifty kilos hops. Yeah, right. Yeah. Fifty kilos. Is that dried herbs? dried herbs? Yeah. 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 But dried fish, um, seaweed. Uh, fish cake, uh, a lot of things we bring whenever we visit um, visit Yen's home. Mm. Um, you know, we we take nothing with us, and we bring. <laughs> well, actually, we, actually, we take a lot with us as well. We take all of the Australian stuff that the family and you know the extended family want over there, like you know frozen beef and salmon and you know Tim Tams or whatever. Yeah, um, <laughs> distribute that, and then we come back with all the Vietnamese stuff, and we've got, you know, cupboards and freezers full of um, local Natrang produce that we Amazing. keep here. Yes. Fantastic. I, Jen, uh, Yen just had a sip of her drink then, and I just want to ask about the drinks that you do at um, Chup Chup because they're so beautiful they're so beautiful they're amazing and they're always different and there's you can't you can't find drinks like like you have there tell us about tell us about the drinks a little bit how did you are they are they traditional vietnamese drinks um with the coffee and also the salted lime salted comfort is a traditional drinks but with the strawberry and all the drinks is not traditional but like when I make it, I taste it. If I feel, oh, it's so yum and I'll bring it to the customer. But if it's too yucky, I'll make another one. Okay. <laughs> if, Great. Um, our plan will make some new And uh, our plan is like we're going to release some new drinks and, yeah, lots of uh, Fantastic. new food and drinks. You should come. I will. Yeah. So, so to, just as we as we finish off, what 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 is the sort of plan? Obviously, COVID's COVID's here, and it's something that you guys are dealing with. But you know, once once things are open again, and you're you're back to full capacity, and we're we're not restricted. Um, uh, is there anything different you wanna you wanna do with Anchut Chut? Is there anything you have in mind for in the future? Not really. I think, um, <laughs> you know, obviously it's probably just still maturing as a business, um, you know, being able to pay Yen and Sue wages <laughs> mm. 
which, you know, to be honest, prior to JobKeeper coming in wasn't always achievable. So most of the time Yen works for free um, and she pays the staff essentially um, because there's not enough money in the business to pay herself. So um, while, you know, we eat pretty well as a family, um, probably because of Unchukchuk, essentially it's not a not a money earner. So maturing the business to the point where she can pay herself would be pretty helpful um, mm. and we're probably getting there now. Um but probably just making it a business that can be sustainable. It's, you know, it's quite, um, I mean, you could say, well, just open longer hours. That's an easy solution. You only open for lunch. But the energy and effort that goes into preparing and dishing, you know, just for the lunch session Mm. is physically pretty intimidating and not many people that I know would handle it at all let alone to do it for virtually no financial return. So mm. um, it's not really an option just to extend the hours mm. because it's physically impossible. Fantastic. Well, I think that we're very lucky to have a business like yours here in Wollongong. And I think that, I mean, no, I, a lot of people know about it in Wollongong, but I think that it's one of those businesses that if you had if you had a, a critic from the City Morning Herald come, they would, they would be just as amazed as everyone else is at the quality of what you guys do and the obvious passion and love that you put into the food that you serve because it's so unique, it's so delicious, and it's such a great atmosphere, like you mentioned, Dan. So I think we're really, really lucky to have it, um, and thank you for doing what you're doing. It's great. So One of the things I, I think um, I'll just throw all this in at the end. Sure, throw it in. But one of the things that that I think Yen gets out of the business is the joy that people have when they eat there. Mm-hmm. And one of the things she's most proud of when she comes home at night is when there's a lot of um, chefs from Wollongong mm. um, yeah. who come and eat at Antutup. You yeah, know, obviously friend, yeah. they don't start usually till probably mm-hmm. the afternoon for preparing for dinner. And some of our most regular customers are actually chefs um, mm. from Wollongong's leading restaurants and um, so that's that makes her really excited and 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 that's really what she's trying to do is make people happy and it's her connection yeah. it's her connection into this community you know she's obviously a migrant and be you know her, she knows more people in Wollongong than I do and I've lived here for yeah. 30 years mm. so. everyone lovely everyone I love everyone so lovely so friendly so that that's a reward that we've got that she's got out of Anshup is this connection to the community by making people happy with what she's doing um but i'd also throw in um just so you know um chup chup it's spelt yeah yeah but it's pronounced chup chup as if it was a p yes yes and it means if you don't know eat a little right great i was gonna ask that was gonna be my last question so (laughs) but but uh an can also be um Arn can also be interpreted as peace. Yeah. So it means eat, but it can also be interpreted as, as peace, as in, you know, love and peace. And chup chup uh, means a little, but it's also an expression that Vietnamese people use for... Like, the sound of kiss. kiss the kiss. sound of a kiss. Yeah, right. Amazing. So it's got this dual meaning. So Yeah. 
That's great. For your info. Um, That's perfect. Call it chut chut, but it's really chup chup. Chup chup. Yeah. Okay. I won't make the mistake again. Yen, is there <laughs> is there is there anything that you want to tell me to to finish off? <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I feel uh, lucky uh, because now I have uh, so many people, so many friends support me. So, um, so. Um, um, because every day now, like uh, everyone come, come, come. So I, I will try to make more different. And then when they come, they keep exploring me, not mm. just the, the old one. Um, I, I want um, everyone come and enjoy my, uh, my space as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but sometimes we're so uh, crazy busy, so we stop. <laughs> Not, not really quickly. <laughs> That's so, okay. Yeah, but but I uh, I will uh, try to do um, um, more quickly. So we put on. <laughs> we're trying to grow the, grow the staff as much as we can without sending ourselves broke, mm. so that the food can come a little bit quicker. Because yeah. it's, it's it's a problem because everyone wants to be fed at the same time. Um, so the good days are the days where people spread it out a little bit and the quality improves on those occasions as well. So, yeah, in an ideal world, you know, lunch would extend for three or four hours, but in Western culture, lunch is for an hour, essentially. Yeah. Uh, everyone wants to have the same lunch hour. Mm. But um, I, I, have, uh, I have one uh, secret I want to give for all of you. If you want to have the mm, good Oh, don't tell him. He's gonna. He's gonna write this up. <laughs> just, 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 just only him. Okay. Oh, just for me. Okay. <laughs> well, like a present. Don't yeah. get him to write it because I won't write it. <laughs> if, if you want to get the really good food, you should. Fantastic. All right. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. <laughs> All right, we'll leave it there. That's that's perfect. Thank you so much for talking to me. This conversation is fantastic to have, and it's so good because I, I I love your food, and it's um I mean I work in the food world as well, but it's um fascinating to get to know you and and understand what you guys do. So thank you. Okay, my pleasure. Okay. See you later. See you. Bye bye. Hello, dear listeners, Steph here. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of The Food Fight. If you want to get in touch with us, it's at The Food Fight Podcast on Instagram or thefoodfightpodcast at gmail.com. We want to hear from you and we want to talk to you. Please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. That really helps. If you want to hit me up, it's quicksandfood.com or at quicksandfood on Instagram. And if you want to get in touch with Simon, it's simon underscore evans underscore tbd on Instagram. Thanks so much for tuning in and we'll catch you again with another episode. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. 
Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.